0: And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast.
1: Here's Jeff.
0: My guest is Tina Frontado, who during her near-death experience went to her family on the other side. Today, we're going to learn about it. Tina, thank you for joining me and welcome.
1: Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Tina, if you don't mind, can we start on the day that your NDE happened and go from there?
1: Sure. Uh, The day that my NDE happened was November 9th, uh, 2020. And I live in Santa Barbara, California, and I had a friend uh, who was, still have a friend. She's a retired commercial airline pilot, and she had just had knee replacement surgery. And she lives up in the back hills here. So I decided to bring her lunch. And um, that morning I felt a little wonky. i had had my cup of coffee, normal stuff, and was walking in from the garage into the house and felt a little dizzy and thought, oh, that's strange. Um, Drank some water and felt okay. It was a beautiful day. And I went and picked up the lunch and went up to her house. Her house is probably 20 minutes out of town, um, up in the hills of Carpinteria. And I, and she's got this beautiful view. It's like a 180 degree view of the ocean. She sits up on this hill. It's, it's really heavenly. <laughs> So I brought in the lunch and the table was right on the patio and I was serving us and I helped her sit down and I was sitting down and we began just catching up. And um, her girlfriend um, had just been diagnosed with breast cancer and we were talking about that. And I started to feel lightheaded and I thought because I'm a bit empathic, I thought I was feeling her. I was feeling the emotion because her girlfriend had also just lost her son six months prior in a car accident. So when we were talking about the the, the cancer diagnosis, my brain was going into cancer, breast cancer, losing your child. And I'm like, I said, I'm feeling a little, almost like short of breath, you know, that feeling when you become lightheaded. And um, the next thing I remember is I was looking at this beautiful view and it was almost like everything turned to night. It went, and then I was in this most incredible space. It's so hard to find the words to explain this experience. I've tried writing it, I've tried talking about it. Um, it it's almost like we have no language. So now I went to, it was like I was immediately transported into the most vivid, clear state of being. It's almost like when I looked so when I was in this state, this, the, the, the earthly state was the dream. In this state was the reality. And I had lost my mother, my dad, and my brother um, before um, years before. My brother had died at the age of 30, and my mother had died at the age of 67, and then my dad had just been gone maybe three years And all of a sudden, we are huddled together. We are in this, we're in this, this circle with all of our arms around each other and our heads are touching, everything is touching, and we are vibrating this love. (sighs) It, It is, It was, and forever will be, a feeling and an emotion that I had never known. It was so intense, and and within that huddle, and this is where it's really hard to find words, all was revealed. So we're in this huddle, And I'm almost crying at the same time because the love is so strong and we're communicating to each other without talking. It's through this energy force. And I'm knowing now that they have never left. In fact. Beyond never even leaving, like they are closer to me now than even when they were on Earth. And that all the times that I thought they were there and I felt them was absolutely true. That this place on earth is merely a flicker in the flame of eternity. Um, and it felt like I was there for a really long time. And then I started hearing my name being called and I was pissed. I was like, don't like leave, like, uh, this is where I wanted to stay. And I started hearing my name being called. And the next thing I remember is opening my eyes and my head was on the table and my friend was there. And then Another woman was there. um, And um, I said to my friend right away, I went somewhere and she said, I know you did. So I thought initially I thought I had had a heart attack. I I really couldn't move. And then I thought it was a stroke or a brain aneurysm because I, I, I couldn't lift. And what was so strange. And I'm still in that state today is that it's almost like I have a continuous out of body now. So even though I was laying there and knowing that my physical body was in trauma, my spiritual body who kept hovering right there, I knew everything was fine. They called the ambulance took the ambulance a while to come because she lived 20, you know, minutes up there and then they came and I don't know probably took them another 20 minutes to stabilize me in the ambulance before we left. And then the whole time this right side of my body just kept floating up and I wanted to float up with it. It was it was just it was so serene and so full of love, and I and and I, I I just knew, I just knew where that next dimension was gonna take me. But the left side of me, I had some unfinished business, and that unfinished business was we had just sold my husband and I. Had just sold our 200 year old family home in Italy. Um, And the money was transferred into my bank account and my husband had yet to get down there to sign the signature card. So my fear was probate and probates, a dirty word in our family. So I kept thinking, let me just get to the hospital. Let me tell my husband what to do before I ascend. Um, So the whole way down, the whole 20 minutes down, I kept breathing, kept bringing this right side back down to earth. By the time I got to the hospital, I felt definitely back ensconced in earth. Uh, When they brought me to admission, I could tell I was already stabilized. Um, They brought me into a room did all the tests could not find anything except for maybe dehydration. The gal I was with at her house, what she says is we were eating lunch and my eyes started rolling back in my head and I started having convulsions. And, um, she jumped, she had just had knee replacement surgery. I couldn't have been a better person like I said she's a retired airline pilot so she knows you know all the CPR she jumped up to save me from going back in the chair and hitting my head on concrete and she said because she had never met my mother. She said that my mother came to her and said wake her up, bring her back my mother actually entered into her body and did for her what she couldn't do. So that has been a couple of years. Um, I've never been the same. I think some of the physical manifestations that I've brought back with me is I have a constant buzzing now in my ear, not a ringing. But a buzzing almost like there's always a beehive. Happening somewhere Um, I can, I've, I've always been empathic. I can, I can read people, but now this, I can hear, I can hear people's thoughts, not all the time. Um, and they come out as conversation. I've had a couple of times where people were actually thinking something, but I heard it loud and clear. And answered it. Um, I definitely see a lot of movement in areas, which I know is, is kind of looking through the veil. Uh, I think just the peace, I, I've always known, I've always known in my heart of hearts for the last 30 years that this place on earth is really more like a school it's it's an opportunity for us to grow spiritually and i know it's hard to accept that we choose this life because you would think why do some people choose the lives that they have that are so full of heartache and the hard things that go on i don't have those answers but what i know to be true is that our spirits are eternal and um love is love, love is eternal. That that bond is not broken through any kind of earthly inhabitants. We don't we don't have to be here and with our loved ones physically for that love. In fact, it's almost as though when a loved one passes that that love becomes stronger. In fact, when my brother died uh, 30 years ago, it wasn't an NDE, it happened in the middle of the day. Um, I was going through a rough time and I said, gee, Stephen, I I really need your, your support here. And I could feel him, I could feel his spirit come into my body. And since that moment, my life took a turn for the best. It's almost as though when they pass, I know people say, Oh, they become your guardian angels. They really do become part of this team, this, which we all need in this life because it's so challenging that we have, you know, It's, it's like my heavenly committee that, that just kind of keeps building, um, along with my angels and my guides. And, um, that was my story. That was my NDE.
0: Tina, thank you for sharing your experience with us. Was it your friend that was calling out your name or your mother within her body?
1: It was my mother within her body. That was calling me. Um, my mother, of course, like all mothers have a distinct way of calling you. And um, and that's what was kind of annoying is that I was with her. Her and my brother and my dad in in this total love fest. And then I was hearing Tina, Tina. Tina I really believe had that not had she not called me back there's there's no way that you would want to come back it's again trying to find the words is almost impossible because it is so glorious so loving so warm that was It was the warmth, too. There was this all-encompassing warmth from this light. I think it was the light from the love that creates its own warmth and serenity and peace and perfection. And I just wanted to be there. I just wanted to stay there. And the knowing, that was the other part that was, is still so vivid is, and this is hard to explain. When I was in there, when I was in that realm, it's like all the knowing, you know instantly, all the knowing. All the reasons, all the purpose, all the love, all the guides, the meaning of life. And it's crystal clear. It makes perfect sense. And then when you're back here, you have pieces of that information, but it's not as crystal clear as it is when you are in that dimension.
0: That's when... You said that everything was revealed.
1: Everything was revealed. Right.
0: What else do you remember from that information? Like your purpose or anything else?
1: Never got the purpose. Although what keeps coming back here, which I know to be true, is love. It's 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 about us loving each other, understanding each other, supporting each other, not just us as humans, the world itself, animals, everything living, trees. Um, oh, this is also interesting, because I've had this question all my life as. Uh, Why does the ocean look beautiful to us? What makes that? Why can we stand there and go, This is gorgeous? What makes that gorgeous? What makes that gorgeous as opposed to a heap of garbage? Why is that not gorgeous? And what was revealed to me is that Earth is though it's not an exact replica. But it takes from what the heavenly realm is, because we come from the heavenly realm. That is what we know the heavenly realm is. Beautiful. Nothing ever dies there, so you don't have decay, but you you have all living things. You have, you know, the trees and the flowers and the ocean and the mountains. And and so here on earth, when we look at the ocean, what we're remembering is where is where our home is. It's like, it, it's that familiarity, right? So when you hear a song that's familiar and it brings you back or... You smell a certain smell that brings you back to your Nana's kitchen, or that makes you that makes you feel good. That's the same purpose here on Earth. That's what that's what the beauty is for you here on Earth. And the other question was, is like, well, why don't we remember? Well, that would kind of defeat the purpose. The purpose being that if we're here to grow spiritually so that we can continue to elevate in that next realm if we already know everything here on earth it's like it's like getting into MIT for a mechanical engineering degree but already knowing mechanical mechanical engineering what what would be the point Um, never saw anything dark, never, and, and, and this was an NDE I have, I've have had through the last 30 years, other visits from the other side. Um, and never, never have seen anything dark, um, hateful. I know some people have had those experiences, but that is, that has not been my experience.
0: What kind of visits from the other side?
1: Um, the first visit I had was right after my girlfriend had passed away. She was my best friend. And I had woken up in the middle of the night, and which I do often. And I was looking at, you know, there was my TV and my clock and the window. And I saw her standing there. And then I saw my boyfriend at the time. I saw his mother there and I saw this other guy. Didn't know who the other guy was. And Julie, who was my best friend, I just started crying and I'm like, oh my God, you look so healthy. I love you so much. I miss you. And she goes, I know. And we're not talking, talking. We're talking like through here. She goes, I know. I get to feel it all the time. And then my husband's boyfriend, my husband, my boyfriend's mother was looking at the little girl that was sleeping on the floor next to me, who was my boyfriend's daughter. She was spending the night with me and her and the gentleman next to her were talking, like talking through their chests, not talking here. And they were like, she's so beautiful. She's, 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 she's everything we thought. And, and I love her. And so the next morning I'm telling my boyfriend, I said, Julie came and we communicated. I said, and then I saw your mom, and then I saw this other gentleman. Don't know who this other young gentleman was. He was like six foot, had a baseball cap on and curly red hair. And he said, That was Coral's cousin, who I didn't know because it was on the mother's side, who had just been killed um, in Germany by a train. And um so he had come. I get they they came together. And so I saw so that was the first time. And then when my brother passed, he came multiple times to sit on my bed. And it was the same thing. He would speak through here through his chest. And the light would just come out of the eyes. And it was, he would tell me how beautiful it was there. And he loves it and he loves me. And that is never going to why I'm he he's with me all the time. And I just would feel him like stuck like glue. Um, And then I would have this paranormal stuff happen in my house where the pictures on my fireplace, I'd wake up in the morning and they would be face down. That went on multiple times, and multiple people witnessed it. Uh, I brought somebody in to bless the house and kind of clean the house. It appeared that my fireplace, the house was built in the early nineteen twenties, was a bit of a portal. Um, so it seemed it seemed as though I was a bit of a of a magnet too. Um, never never afraid of it. And then most recently, this was in the middle of the afternoon. um, My girlfriend had just lost her father and we were visiting here in my workspace and um, she would see my hands turning emerald green when I was talking. And that went on for about 10 minutes. I never saw it, but she did. Kind of freaked her out for a little bit. She didn't know if she was having a brain aneurysm or a stroke. Um, It was pretty vivid for her. And then in the same place, uh, I was doing um, a video shoot for one of the clients. And this is a small area. And there was a three-person crew set up. And they had me sit right there and they were interviewing me. And one of the camera crew guys said, oh, my knee really hurts me. And I said, oh, you should have gotten some of that salve from Autumn Brands. And they all look at me and said, what? And I I said, well, he I didn't even know who who his name was. They were all masked up. This was during COVID. And I said, he just said his knee hurts. gentleman said, no, I didn't say that out loud. I was thinking it, but I didn't say it. So we did the filming. And then after the filming, one of the other cameramen said, can I get a couple shots of you around the property? And we were still don't know these guys. They were from San Francisco, never met them, didn't know anything about them. Walking around the property, taking some shots. And he turns to me and says, can I ask you something? I said, sure. He said, you know things, don't you? And I was kind of taken back by that. I said, I don't really know what you mean by that. And he said, I don't even know why I asked it. And he started crying. This man was probably 40. And he said, I'm sorry. I asked that. My mother just called me this morning on my way in and said, dad's cancer is inoperable. And he has a couple of months to live. And so I, I sat there and brought him to my back patio and talked to him for like 30 minutes about heaven and transition. And then he left and went on his merry way. And I do ask, I'm like, is that what my purpose is, is to be of comfort for those that are grieving to share? What I know to be true, um, I i I also start to see numbers now, which I had never paid attention to before, never even knew about, wasn't even on my radar but I would just keep saying 11 11 11 11 11 11 and um, my girlfriend who's a retired Episcopal priest I'd mentioned to her like it's blatant 11 11 she said your angels just want you to know that this is this is true you're because a part of you kind of feels like you're losing like okay either either I'm going crazy or it's happening. There's, there's no other, there's no other explanation. Um, with the visits, you know, my brother and Julie and those that I've seen that didn't feel so far out there. But when I started hearing people's thoughts or pain or emotion, that did feel like okay well have i have i opened something that that is good if i have I, or or have i transcended into a place that i'm a little nuts
0: you mentioned earlier that the other side is real and this is the dream can you tell us a little bit more about that <sighs>
1: It's it's just hard to explain. I never feel fully awake. Now. I'm very alert. I work. um, In fact, my my intellectual abilities have sharpened through this experience. But with that constant bee buzzing in my ear, see, it's hard to find the words, Jeffrey. I, I, I wish I wish I could be really eloquent and explain this in a way that makes perfect sense to everybody. It, it, it feels as though I am half awake. And I've also noticed if I have a couple of glasses of wine or I will feel buzzed but always sober.
0: Do you feel that being here, there is like a filter on your brain that you have to process through first?
1: A filter? I don't feel like it's a filter that I have to process, because I feel like I get it all. I mean, I, I can read people much better. I don't feel I don't feel like it's, it's hard to understand what's going on here. What's hard is being here. Yeah, I don't. um, One of the downfalls, I would say to this experience is finding it very hard to com- to relate to other people and communicate with other people and I and I don't share this story much because you know people have people think it's not true and that you're making things up or worse that you're losing it
0: Do you think that your brother and or the rest of your family are a soul group that travels together from life to life?
1: Yep. I, I, that was the other takeaway here. You know, I chose my parents. We, we all chose what role we were going to play in this life and what lessons we were going to learn from each other. Um, not just the soul group of my mom, dad and brother but it's we're all in a soul group. I mean we're we're traveling with the same the same friends that we have the animals the it's it's a coordinated effort. And there's there's no mistake that we are here on earth during this time of enlightenment. I truly believe that Jesus Christ and St. Francis and they all had NDs. I mean, when you read, you know, in when you read some of the passages in the Bible or some of the stories of any of those saints, they describe a lot of the same that I experienced and they were here for a purpose. So yes, I do believe that there that that we we travel together, and that there's realms, there's realms of heaven.
0: Do you fear death at all?
1: No. Almost to the point, and it's almost to the point, and and my poor husband is um. That we did, you know, we did our family trust. And in my medical directives, I put in there like, you can't even keep me on life support for more than five days. There there is no, and I haven't had a fear of death um, most of my life. Um, I was very, very sick when I was in second grade. I was given a medication called Dilantin which put me into it was called steven johnson syndrome it's almost as though they poured gasoline on me and lit me on fire i was in the burn ward for a month and and um when i came out of that i was out of school for a year actually when i came out of that the color of the world was different like i there there was a different knowing and i was raised in a christian household were presbyterian and went to sunday school every Sunday in church. And I can remember looking at the pictures of Jesus Christ in the hallway. And I was young, like second, third grade going, that's not what he looks like. So I have never, I mean, if there's any kind of fear, it's like the way I'm going to die. My brother died of AIDS, both my parent, my mother died of cancer. My girlfriend died of cancer. My father died of heart disease. Um, I don't want to suffer. (laughs) But the transition itself is. I hate to say I'm looking forward to it because I I don't I don't have a suicide wish at all. Um, But I definitely don't don't fear death. I fear what I fear is losing loved ones here on Earth. The pain of that. Do
0: you think that you planned this NDE pre-birth?
1: I would. I don't. I. Uh, that, that's a. That's a deep question. Um. Not sure. You know, I had been having experiences up until that point. So maybe it was just a combination of all of that. Um, Or it was the opening from my earthly role here to speak about it. You know, maybe, maybe that's what I needed to give me the confidence for myself that this is all real. I don't know, Jeffrey, Mm -hmm. that's, um, I'd have to think about that.
0: Do you think that your NDE was a reset for you to get you back on track for your purpose?
1: I don't think it was a reset because if I was already there, I think, I thought it, I think it was more like a PhD program. You know, so, so that what I'm sharing, I'm feeling really comfortable about because now I really, I'm feeling confident in the subject because I've experienced it.
0: Do you think that if this is an earth school and now that you went back and came back, and you have that knowledge. It takes this school to the next level. It like makes it even harder.
1: You know what makes it harder is that it's as what's wh- wh- what's hard to keep grounded here is that it's as though you're living in this run down, slummy, mobile home park, right? where you don't have enough food, you're surrounded by darkness, but you know you only have to live here for a week because then you get to move to this house on the hill with the ocean view where you stay for eternity. That's the hard part is keeping, keeping myself present to the world. Although I am present to the world, I mean, I'm still, you know, like I said, I, I still work, I still go out and do community things and stay involved with the community. But it's just such a mere it's. It. Sometimes it just feels so. Passé. You know, even when you look at the politics that are going on in the world or global warming or any of that, and it feels big and it is big, but it's only the school. This is not where we are forever. So I have to work at at really still being like, this is still very important and it needs your attention even though this is not destiny i mean think about it we only live here for like 80 years 90 years it's it's a nothing
0: do you practice meditation
1: not regularly um my meditation is more in walks and prayer and um Art and my form of meditation, I guess.
0: What inspires you about your NDE?
1: The glory of love. I mean, nothing feels like love that radiating out of your chest into your chest, all consuming, the power is like nothing else. It's above any kind of accolades you can receive, any kind of material possession you can possess. Um, That was the other thing that was really palatable in that n d e was the inter the eternal power of love
0: since the love on the other side is so powerful, do you think we're here to learn to experience being away from it or now that you're back do you think that you're trying to somehow bring some of that love here
1: yes i do i do feel that 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 has been what what my takeaway has been for almost the last 2 years is to elevate above my human emotion so when i'm feeling hurt by somebody or mad at somebody that that now feels like a lower heavier vibration i can actually feel that see that and rise above that and look at that from a different point of view and then be able to cover that and encompass that surround that with love with everybody, even the leaders of our country, even the past leader of our country that I did not agree with at all. I can see the, I can see your insecurities. I can see what pains you and like wounded animals, that's how some people react is through meanness, intentionally or unintentionally. And I don't, I don't take things as personally anymore. That's the other thing that's gone away is being offended. Being feeling personally attacked. I see things from a different level and try to radiate that love back out.
0: Tina, after watching this podcast, People may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or chit chat with you. Are you open to that? Sure. What's the best way for them to reach you?
1: Probably that email that I shared the Tina Louise Finuki. I mean Tina Louise Fronttado is my maiden name lots of syllables. Mm-hmm. Tina Louise frontado at gmail.com
0: Okay. I can put it in the link in the description of the video. Okay. Before finishing up, can you leave us with one last positive message?
1: Mm -hmm. I'd say my positive message would be, of course, the readers and the listeners to this are already pretty much intrigued or have had their own experience, is is to continue on in that learning um, and to share with other people. And the more that we share, the less taboo it becomes And the more peace and love and joy and comfort it brings to those that are grieving or are preparing to grieve or are experiencing things like I have experienced but aren't sharing with other people and, like I said, feel as though maybe it's not really real and maybe they're feeling like they're going a little crazy or I think there's a reason that we're all here at this time on earth and that is and that is to 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 be open to this this new age. I think social media has some really good points and that is that we can share information like this readily with each other.
0: Tina, thank you for that message and thank you again for being my guest. I appreciate you and I wish you a great rest of your day.
1: Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you for the invite.
0: Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara
1: podcast.
0: I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.